This is a Squiz podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 7th of October in your Squiz today. A double jab milestone for New South Wales. A vaccine win against malaria. Downsizing your home loan. And the winner of Fat Bear Week. This is your Squiz today. Starting with COVID this morning, Claire, and it's time to celebrate some vaccination targets being reached. New South Wales has 70% of those aged 16 and over double vaxxed. That milestone was reached yesterday. Case numbers yesterday were also the lowest they've been for seven weeks. For those in Greater Sydney, it's Monday that will bring an end to 15 weeks in lockdown. It's been a long time in lockdown. By the time we get around to Monday next week, those in Greater Sydney and the Blue Mountains and Wollongong will have sustained 114 consecutive days at home. That just pips out Melbourne's second wave lockdown by two days. Not that anyone wanted to claim that title, (laughs) but come Monday, shops will reopen, restaurants and bars will open as well. Uh, Masks won't need to be worn outside and gym will be opened up. Uh, You can have people over to your home as well. Uh, They can check out for signs of weird lockdown behaviour in your little nest (laughs) that you've made for yourself. Uh, Also, hairdressers are going to be open. Reckon they're probably going to get hammered. Yeah, sparing a thought for all those hairdressers trying to book everyone in. Let's zoom out now and take a look at wider Australia. Claire, how are we tracking? Look, not too bad. Uh, Certainly the rate of vaccination has picked up quite strongly uh, and experts are really hopeful that that's going to continue to be strong in the coming weeks. Uh, At our current pace of administering vaccines, uh, a million second doses are being administered a week and it's expected that 70% of Australians aged over 16 years and over uh, will be fully vaccinated by the end of this month. Of course, the map is a bit patchy. The ACT uh, will hit 70% fully vaxxed, maybe even today, but other states aren't quite that high yet. Queensland and WA are last on the tally. They've got about 49.5% of their residents double jabbed, but nationally 80% of Australians are at least one shot down. We're getting there. One change to note from the new New South Wales Premier, no more 11am press conferences. The numbers will just be released at 9am each day. Just opened up a new spot in the diary. (laughs) It's like the end of an era. Let's keep the good vaccine news going, Claire. Children across Africa will be vaccinated against malaria. From both a scientific perspective and a public health perspective, this is a hugely historic moment. It's been a long and difficult process to develop a vaccine against malaria, and it could save the lives of tens of thousands of children a year. It's been a hundred years that scientists have been trying to develop a vaccine for malaria. There were 260,000 children who died from the disease in 2019, mainly in Africa. So you can imagine the World Health Organization and others are really excited about this development. There have been trials of a vaccine that's been developed by pharma giant GSK. They've been ongoing for several years, but what the World Health Organization 
has announced last night is that they're very satisfied that the trials that have been ongoing have proven that it's safe uh, and also that it can be rolled out and really help a lot of those children. It will lead to a 30% reduction in severe malaria, they say. The parasite that causes malaria is way more tricky than COVID to give a bit of perspective on the path to get here. One person said it was like comparing a human to a cabbage in terms of complexities. It's an absolutely incredible achievement here. Back home now and Home Affairs Minister Karen Andrews announced yesterday that Australia will end the arrangement for offshore processing on Papua New Guinea by the end of the year. It's something that the PNG government has been pushing for for a while, Claire. Yeah, of course, it was a little while ago that the Manus Island Detention Centre shut down. That was in 2017 after PNG's Supreme Court found it to be illegal. There were 1,229 people connected to that Manus Island Detention Centre at the end of 2015. And when you look at the numbers now, there are 124 men still in PNG. Uh, They've been given the option to settle there permanently or they can be transferred to Nauru, where there is an offshore processing centre. But there are a handful too who are awaiting resettlement in America. That was under a deal done by Malcolm Turnbull uh, with Barack Obama in the dying days of his presidency. Of course, remember Donald Trump wasn't too enthusiastic about that. So there's still a bit to settle there. The end of the arrangement means Nauru will now be the only regional offshore processing centre. Still in Australian news and APRA, the Australian Prudential Regulation Authority has confirmed that it will start regulating home loans more closely in light of record house prices. Essentially, Claire, tighter lending conditions will apply with banks testing borrowers' ability to afford mortgage repayments at higher interest rates. Yeah, of course, when you look at those surging home prices, it wasn't that long ago that we learned that home prices were up 18.4% over the last year. Really good news if you own a home, not such great news if you're trying to get into the market. And the Australian government has been contacted by uh, all sorts of international economic bodies to say, "Mm, maybe you better put the brakes on some of that. So that's what these APRA tests are set to do. Uh, Long story short... Uh, it'll be very difficult to borrow more than six times your pre-tax income. Uh, And also the financial institutions will put a test on the home loan you're getting to make sure that you could pay it back if interest rates were around 5%. Analysts say that it will hit investors the hardest. We had to check in on the winner of Fat Bear Week, Claire. The winner of the battle to chunk up has just been announced. There is a little bit of contention, though. There is, and that's because Otis, who won, is very old. He's 25 (laughs) years old. He's quite a veteran. He has won it four times before. And there was really some support for some other much bigger bears in the pack. And the controversy is they were worried that people were voting for Otis because he's old. They said that it's like supporting some old man at the nursing home just because. So, yeah, lots of contention about that result. But Otis's story really is quite something. He turned up late to the stream to get into the salmon this year and he was missing some teeth. So they were very worried about him, but he's done very well and off he goes to hibernate now. Sleep it off for five to seven months. Not a bad life for Otis and those other fat bears. (laughs) 
Before we go, Claire, as promised, our new shortcut is out today. You and Kate take a look at corruption commissions, very topical, of course, with former New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian resigning due to ICAC's investigation on her. Yeah, and if you really want to understand why Berejiklian did what she did last week and understand what ICAC is doing, uh, you need to sort of understand the ground rules and what their purpose is and how it all works, and we've unpacked that. So, yeah, a very good one. It's clear that these corruption commissions are going to be in the news for quite some time. It is something that comes up a lot. There's an ongoing debate on what a federal ICAC would look like and how that would work. Search for Squeeze Shortcuts in your podcasting app or I'll pop a link in your episode notes as well. We might leave it there for today. As always, if you are enjoying the Squiz Today podcast, hit follow or subscribe. If you've got a sec, leave us a review. Or even better, tell your mates to check it out as well. Your recommendations are the number one way that we grow and we're super grateful for each and every one of them. Have a good one and we'll be back tomorrow. week our podcast is brought to you by aware super sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off but whether it's two years or 20 years away it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you aware super is one of australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement read the pds and tmd at aware.com.au.